Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. I am super proud to announce that this show won a 2017 Communicator Award for podcasts in the business section. So thanks to all the listeners, to the guests, and to the contributors of this show that made it happen. I am super excited to let you know that this is an award-winning podcast. We've won a PASI, which was kind of a one of those raspberry-type awards, but this is actually a legitimate podcast award, which I'm super proud of. So thank you all for being a part of that. Awesome guest for you today. I'll be talking with Alan Jacobs, who's the CEO of the City Club at River Ranch. We cover a lot of really cool subjects. Alan's doing some pretty amazing things in the food and beverage at his club. He's doing things like uh, wild game dinners. He's doing value meals. He's doing customized menus, really cool stuff that you're going to want to hear what they're up to down there in Lafayette, Louisiana. And also, I wanted to let you know that later this week on Thursday, Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, we'll be holding that live question and answer. So if you are a reader of the Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing, if you've read the book, you'll want to join us there. And we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive and see how we can apply those concepts for your club. So if you have any questions or anything that you want to have answered, I'm doing that on a nice Zoom meeting. I'm calling this an online meetup because it's not a webinar. I'm not going to be teaching and you're taking notes. We're going to be having a discussion and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to you want to join that, just shoot me an email, uh, gabe at privateclubagency.com. I'd love to get you on. Let's get Alan on the show. My guest today is Alan M. Jacobs. He's the Chief Operating Officer at the City Club at River Ranch in Lafayette, Louisiana. They're a two-time award-winning Platinum Club of America in the top 50. In fact, they've been ranked as the number 20 city club in America. Alan is a graduate of Johnson & Wales College, earning his BS in Hospitality Management, his AS in Hotel Restaurant. He also studied at the Hotel Institute for Management in Switzerland. He's the immediate past president at the Club Managers Association of America Pelican Chapter. He sits on the National Committee of the Club Managers Association of America on their communications and wine. And he has over 25 plus years in this business. And he's a world traveler and foodie. Alan, welcome to Private Club Radio. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's my privilege and honor on being your show today and uh, being able to uh, speak to my uh, fellow compatriots and colleagues, and as well as being able to follow such great industry experts that you've already had on the show. So thank you. Yeah, we're so lucky on the show. We get, we get the top people and you're one of those, Alan. So thanks so much for coming on. The first question I have for you today is, uh, I just want to get into what's changed. I know our culture in terms of food has changed greatly in the last five or 10 years. What is spearheading that change, Alan? Well, uh, there's a great amount of information that's available, uh, especially with television, with the Food Network, and the array of food shows and other shows uh, that are uh, particular to our industry. Uh, it's uh, provided us with an opportunity to not only educate and continue to educate our membership, but also to keep uh, us moving forward and elevating our standards and uh, what we deliver to our memberships. Yeah, it seems today like every single person is a foodie. And uh, 
I think that food is probably the number one uh, tweeted thing on social media. People are always tweeting their uh, dinners, their desserts and things like that, putting it on Instagram, on Facebook. So everyone's a foodie nowadays, it seems like. Do you get that, get that as well? Oh, all the time. And the membership is uh, very quick uh, to let us know <laughs> all the different trends and the different things that uh, they had on uh, all those uh, social media environments. And uh, it uh, keeps us uh, going strong and, and allows us to also understand what the members' expectations are mm-hmm. and also looking to create new trends and new traditions for our membership and with specific regard to food and beverage. Yeah, I, I, I like there's a there's a number of shows on there because you can't you can't turn the channel and not, and not hit a TV uh, food show. It seems like these days, but uh, yeah, I think people are are definitely a lot more picky. Um, their their palates are a lot more discerning, and I think people just probably go out and eat much more nowadays than they used to. A lot of uh, families back in the day probably um, spent most of their times eating around their own um, dinner table, and I think more and more families are going out. Well, that's an important point. And I think uh, that I know my generation, there weren't that many uh, different uh, opportunities to go out uh, with the different, the vast diversity of of restaurants that there is today. And, um, you know, a club is a haven of refuge. It's a home away from home. Uh, But clubs are challenged today as a business to uh, deliver uh, quality product along with personalized service, et cetera, uh, with regard to providing a whole experience. Your previous guest, James, uh, from the Union Club, uh, said it well. We have to create a wow experience mm-hmm. and uh, deliver plus one on top of that. Yeah, yeah. You're referring to James Reisig over at the Union League Club of New York or the Union Club of New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a great interview. And we've been covering a lot of food and beverage trends um, so I've heard a lot of things, but actually you and I talked about this probably about a month ago and you, you guys are doing some things over there um, that are really unique, I thought. So I wanted to just kind of pick your brain and, and let people know about some of the stuff you guys are doing. Um, first one I wanted to talk to you about is um, basically the, the challenge right now is, is customization at private clubs, you were saying. Uh, can we talk, you know, talk to you about that, how, how that's becoming so important right now? Well, especially with the generational um, diversity within the clubs is trying to deliver to the whole membership. And you have to really know your membership, uh, know the flow of the membership and how they use the club in order to deliver on the programs and services and products and, that you provide. Uh, we've had some great success in the past with providing that interactive experience, uh, creating a new dining experience almost every night uh, for our members to truly enjoy. Uh, some of the great successes we had, and it related to also creating a different environment and ambiance uh, with a relaxed dress code and creating a casual dining experience where we had uh, value meals, uh, where they were able to select an array of value meals for like $10, uh, create your own pizza uh, um, menu, along with the create your own burger, create your own salads. So. Uh, you know, one of the challenges the kitchen always faces is that we're always customizing uh, due to member preferences. Well, here we get it right from the start and we know what to expect and we are able to provide that. And it's fun. And it's something that the members enjoy because they get to put their own personal stamp on what they want and how they want it. Yeah, exactly. So are you, are you handing them like a checklist basically or how, how does that actually work in practice? Well, we created a menu that has, uh, you know, different boxes mm-hmm. on it. Uh, different menu areas. We have 
Uh, of course, an adult corner, you know, for the main entrees, your, your steak, your fishes, your chicken. So you can offer something off of the normal menu that you normally have. But with your creating pizzas or burgers, we have the toppings and cheeses and different things associated with. So you can pick from those lists of things uh, and thereby putting your order in and uh, us uh, creating that wow for you. Yeah, it's a personalized experience. I've been preaching that for probably the last five years that our world has become so individualized and everybody wants a personal experience. It's like why we yeah. have on demand. That's why we have Netflix. We want to, we want to choose our TV, not have uh, the TV choose for us. So I think that's, 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 that's incredible. What's been the response of, since you've been doing those types of well, things? Well, I've done that in the past and it was a great response. We went from a relatively quiet evening of doing 20 to 40 covers to doing 150 to 200 covers wow. on a regular basis. So it was dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, we first thought with a relaxed dress code in combination with that type of menu that uh, some of the older demographics uh, within the membership wouldn't appreciate it as much uh, because it was a change and we always have to change. Uh, you know, there's always uh, a perpetual change that needs to go on to ma- remain significant and relevant. And we wanted to make everyone happy. And uh, it was surprising where at first we thought um, we'd have some challenges that the older demographics started uh, coming in uh, with their grandchildren hmm. and families. And it was, it was even more extended than the immediate family. And uh, it was something that was casual, relaxed, and enjoyable and not a, a major effort to come over to the club. You know, I think the goal of every club should be to uh, have their member think of their club as one of their first places they want to go if they want to enjoy an experience, whether it be a celebration, whether it be a social or other type of experience. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Have you found that like ticket times, uh, or do they take any longer then to, to get the food out? Or, or is, it, is it causing any extra work for the kitchen back there? Or is, it, is it worth it doing this? It, it is. Uh, we plan accordingly, understanding that it's more of a higher volume. I think, you know, again, you can have the best food in the world, but if you're not delivering on the service, you know, uh, it's, it's not going to accomplish the goals that you want to. So it's, it's, a, it's a whole team effort uh, to make it happen. We uh, uh, control the environment by how many people were sitting at the same time, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, maximize the minimum and, and uh, we go for it. And the staff has fun with it too. Yeah. It's not the same thing every day. Uh, it's something different and uh, they're up to it and they can use some creativity uh, doing some other things as well. Yeah. Well, I love that idea because you just, you build it into the culture right away that, you know, that's going to be customization and, and you look at that as an opportunity instead of a challenge. I think that that flips the whole script there. So really, yeah, awesome. really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, let's so talk- some of the things that we've uh, done uh, is really look at, you know, who, who the club is and what the club wants to be. And uh, a big trend in clubs is being oriented towards the family and particularly towards uh, spouses and uh, uh, getting them to enjoy the club as a whole. Uh, and uh, we've been very successful in doing that, not only with that menu, but we do like a gourmet bread and salad bar one evening along with entrees and specials. So again, they have that feel of picking and choosing what they want. One of the biggest hits that we had was a Sunday Possibilities Bar where we cook out in the dining room. Uh, Of course, we uh, also have our menu available, but they can pick and choose from lobster, meatballs, sausage, to all the accompaniments. And uh, it's something that the families love to do. And uh, 
we again, uh, were doing close to 200 club, clubbers or more uh, every Sunday, and it became something of a, a tradition at the club for a generation. That's awesome. So, that, that's, that, sounds, that sounds excellent. There's another thing you're doing that I thought was f- fabulous. Um, it's, it's like a tailgating menu. Can you explain what you're doing with the tailgating on uh, Saturdays and Sundays for football fans out there? Sure. Uh, I'm down south now in, in Louisiana, and uh, football is more than an institution. The world stops for football down here between high school football right. and college football mm-hmm. in particular. And uh, we uh, have done in the past um, uh, different menus for Super Bowl takeout menus at other clubs that I've been. And I thought it would be a great idea since a lot of people are all out and about and going to the games that uh, we take that to another level and create a tailgating menu. Again, we're trying to be more than just uh, uh, a restaurant uh, for our members to enjoy as far as the club experience. We want to take care of a lot of different uh, things for them uh, with regards to their needs and wants. And this is one way we can accomplish it. Another great thing that we've done um, is understanding, uh, particularly in my club, we have a a strong uh, and healthy membership uh, that uh, enjoy our 25,000 square foot fitness center. But we've created uh, healthy meals on the go where they can pick up three or five day plans of food. And it's, some again, something that they uh, choose from a menu. Uh, we know in advance and we prepare for it so there's no waste. So we can provide a better cost uh, to the members as far as value uh, in that. And also another way that we can um, exceed their expectations. Oh, it's, it's genius, honestly, because where else would someone want to go? Like. If I could order between Domino's or my local club where I know I've got a great culinary team and people are going to execute, I'm going to go to go to my club every single time. And it, it, that's just, that's, that's so good. Especially for clubs, I think that are within inside of gates, even I think that's great. You know, you should have some pickup options for people inside the gates and for a city club like yours, it's great because now you're, you become a part of the community. Yeah, we participate uh, in, in our community as well and understand our environment. We're in the heart of Cajun country, so we use that to our advantage. Again, a lot of clubs look to source foods locally and do different things, whether it be foodstuffs or actually uh, craft beers or, or, or other. And we use that uh, in creating uh, special evenings at our club, uh, mm-hmm. crawfish boil nights, oyster nights, fried chicken nights. Again, they can enjoy that at the club or they can take that out with them. Um, instead of going to Kentucky Fried Chicken or <laughs> yeah. or another, they know they have the best fried chicken here at the City Club and they're more than happy to come and pick it up if not enjoy it here. Yeah. So we do that. And we also do something for the community where we do something called Rhythms on the River where we have 12 concerts throughout the year. Nice. Uh, it's in the spring and fall. And we have about two to... 4,000 or more people coming for each one of these events. And we do it out in our town square and we do all food and beverages and entertainment. And it's quite a spectacle. And it's an award-winning festival down here in Louisiana. And we're very proud to contribute and offer that complimentary and free to the community. Yeah. Well, it also puts your club in a good light and I'm sure encourages more participation in the club because you're out there. You're not necessarily... Um, advertising, you're just putting on a show and, and it's going to yeah. attract some eyeballs. That's awesome. Yeah, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, the CMAA, the idea fears that they offer and the relationships that club managers have at their local chapter or at national meetings, et cetera, 
really provide a great opportunity to uh, understand best practices and, and current trends uh, that clubs are facing and customize it, again, to your local environment, culture, and membership demands. And that's the most valuable asset that we have in the club industry, uh, I truly feel, along with shows such as yourselves that add to the equation. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, I want to talk to you about some other uh, cool events you're doing. You're doing some pop-ups as well, where you're inviting celebrity and guest chefs from the community into your club. Can you talk about that a little bit, Alan? Yeah. uh, Well, Louisiana is interesting. We have a lot of great chefs down here in the New Orleans area and uh, et cetera, and local chefs. And we provide opportunities to showcase uh, different uh, chefs um, at different times of the year and doing something along with our chef where uh, we create pop-up restaurants or chalkboard dinners where members can enjoy along with your traditional wine dinners and, and other things. Uh, so it, it gives the, the opportunity to celebrate the community and people within the community and the members can enjoy a, a special night at their club. Yeah, that's awesome. I think anytime you can turn uh, a dinner into an event. Um, I mean, I know we can't do that every single night at our clubs, but the more you can do that, it just adds that extra element. You're not going to get somewhere else. And it's, it's yeah. so important to do that. Well, one of the things that we like to do again, along with the interactive and providing a high level quality of, of value and uh, personalized service to our membership is looking at ways uh, that we can continue to educate them. And some of the successes that I've had that other managers I believe can take advantage of based on the liquor license that they have available at the club is uh, offer complimentary wine tastings where members can experience different wines and also um, have the opportunity to buy the wine at, uh, you know, a better than retail price, um, a wholesale price plus a percentage uh, that adds to, you know, value to the equation as far as their membership. And uh, that's something that has really served me well. And we're able to bring in, you know, vintners, you know, to our club uh, and do the dinners and not just do wine dinners with representatives of wine companies, but actually have vintners come in and do it. And, you know, it's just taking it up to the next level. Yeah. And it's our membership has always seemed to appreciate and enjoy. Yep. Got to constantly evolve uh, the offerings of the club for sure. One of the last thing I want to talk to you about on this subject is I know you're big on looking at the past traditions of private clubs, uh, historical traditions of clubs themselves. And you guys have done something pretty cool with um, a wild game dinner. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that, Alan? Uh, yeah. So we actually had, had uh, uh, at one of my clubs, um, we had available uh, a trap shooting uh, and uh, a trap shooting house. And, and those members uh, were very keen on, on uh, hunting as well as uh, the sport aspects of that. And uh, for them, every year, we would do a traditional wild game dinner that uh, was something that uh, was uh, quite spectacular and that they truly enjoyed. Here in the South, everyone's a hunter or a fisherman. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Um, actually, a lot of our members uh, have been to South Africa on safari, so we've actually d- done something similar with a different twist uh, for for that. Again, it's just uh, taking something and just uh, making it uh, personable and personalized uh, for for the membership and the culture of the club where you're you're at. I got to ask: Did you have any alligator on the menu? Because uh, I'm uh, a big fan of the show Swamp People. <laughs> well, we, we do have alligator boudin. Crawfish, etouffee, uh, crackling. We, we do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and that's particularly for our corporate events that are, are 
are here at the club. Um, we get a lot of requests to provide the best of what we do down here for those type of events. And, and we take it and run with it and have yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, Alan, you're a world traveler. Where are some exotic places that you've been lately or that you recommend people check out? Well, I've been very fortunate in my life to have I've traveled extensively throughout the world. And that's probably been the best education I've had, um, not only in uh, understanding uh, different cultures and, and uh, different uh, uh, cuisines, but also being able to relate to our members who've been able to travel and experience and be able to speak with them with the firsthand and working knowledge of such. Uh, I've uh, lived in Thailand. Uh, I most recently been to uh, South Africa. I studied in Switzerland. Uh, I traveled extensively throughout Europe. My family uh, is from South America and Argentina. Nice. Um, I've been to the Middle East and uh, Israel. Uh, so I've been fortunate uh, also to have been a cruise director on cruise ships and travel around the world and in that position and get to experience a, a lot of different things in a, in a different way. But uh, it's, I've been a sponge of sorts and, and absorbed as much as I can and taken that and used that as my palate. And what I'm able to bring to clubs, I've provided around the world experiences as far as dinners and cuisines in different uh, rooms of, of, of our clubs with different entertainment, like a cruise ship atmosphere. Nice. And uh, really understand and appreciate what those different cuisines and flavor profiles bring to the table so we can do twists on that in a pan fusion type of way. That is super cool. I was just out in Thailand, as a lot of our listeners know, last year. And so I really enjoyed the culture and meeting people out there, which are super friendly. The food is great. And it's just a wonderful place out there in Thailand. Uh, I've also had the pleasure of actually managing clubs in Asia, in Taiwan and Hong Kong. And so I was exposed to a, a whole different world of food and culture that uh, really uh, provided an opportunity for me to, to learn and also uh, present different things, uh, be it here domestically in the USA or while I was over there and incorporate different nuances and aspects of both into both. Uh, and, uh, it's something that uh, I have truly enjoyed and will continue to enjoy. And uh, it's something that will always add to the equation for sure. That's super. If there's one place uh, on your bucket list that you'd love to check out and you haven't been before, what would it be for you, Alan? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, I would love to experience uh, Tahiti and Bora Bora. Uh, that's one place I haven't been. And, and uh, after uh, a, such a, a, a long tenure in the hospitality industry, it'll be nice uh, at some point in time to, to go and, and enjoy uh, that type of experience with my wife. As uh, everyone knows in our industry, we're only as good as our, 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 our partners and spouses and supporting us in, in this crazy world of, of the private club industry and what we do and how we do it yep. and the lifestyle it is. Absolutely. Alan, thank you so much for being on Private Club Radio with me. Really enjoyed having you on. Hope to get you back on here again because I love what you're doing over there. And I'm sure there's a ton of new things we'll have to talk about in the next few months or year or so. Thanks so much. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for doing what you do. It's another great way for us in the private club world to continue to understand what uh, is current trends and best practices and make us better so that we can make our clubs better. 
So awesome. thank you awesome. and continued success. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon, Alan. All the best. Boom. So there you have it. That's Alan Jacobs. Awesome stuff from him right there. Thank you, Alan, for coming on the show. Really enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it too. And until next week, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency, the premier marketing and consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.